15 in Ranchester. It's that special time of year to spread holiday cheer and spend time with family, friends, and those we hold dear. Hi, this is Magic Melanie from First Northern Bank, and this holiday season we are extra thankful for our customers and community for making this year at First Northern Bank a wonderful one. Happy holidays from our family to yours. First Northern Bank of Wyoming, your community bank since 1885. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The following message is presented by Century 21 BHJ, 101 South Main. This is Ken from Northern Wyoming Walleyes. We need Christmas trees to create fish habitat. Please bring your Christmas trees to Sheridan County Fairgrounds. There will be a dump trailer near the kids' fishing pond to put those no longer needed Christmas trees in. No tinsel or decorations, please. For info, call 307-751-4047 and happy holidays. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Periodically through the year, the Sheridan Police Department chief and captain like to come on the show and debunk myths, disinformation, and outright false information that is periodically shared on social media and other sources. This year, we will discuss some misconceptions regarding the motivation of SPD officers. And joining me this morning to debunk some of the best misinformation of the 2023 year is the Chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and Captain of the Force, Tom Ringley. Good morning, gentlemen, and welcome back to the show. Good morning, Floyd. Thanks. Now, how has the holiday season been down the department, sir? Been very good. Uh, officers have been have been busy, like like the time of year. But um, you know, this weather has contributed to a, a, a lot more enjoyment of not only for <laughs> yeah. everyone out there, but also for officers. Trust me, they hate working accidents. That is not a myth. Um, nobody likes to to work those. They're they're time consuming, and unfortunately, uh. a lot of um, people lose property. There's you know property damage involved in it, and when the roads are in really bad shape obviously we have more accidents and so we're enjoying that part of things but uh things are going really well down there you know it's um everybody's taking some time off to spend with time with their families for the holidays when they can and and still out there making sure we're doing our job day to day and, and taking care of our, our community now most places end up having like a christmas party does the pd have like a get together or a celebration of any kind together? so a lot of the uh, there are a lot of little ones, actually. You know, with, with shift work, it's kind of tough to do that. Right. Um, but yeah. the shifts themselves will get with their members of their shift, and they'll. Have, they, I know a couple of them. The sergeants have had little uh, white elephant, and and you know, there was Thanksgiving dinner. The, those that were working Thanksgiving, they had a little potluck in there. So we try to do that as much as possible. It's it's just challenging with the shift yeah. work. Uh, you can It's very difficult to get everybody. Well, it's impossible, I should say to get every person there at, at, at a time. We're not, we're, we always have about 25% of our staff on duty. Yep. There's so, always someone on the street. Yep. So someone's always going to end or, up missing or plugged out. Or you know, plugged into dispatch where they can't physically get out of there, you know? So it's, that presents challenges. But yeah, they, a lot of little get-togethers. Um, we're, you know, we're a very close organization. The teams are very tight. And as a, as a department, we're all 
all very close. And so that that really helps us in, enjoy the holidays a little bit more. You know, I think uh, I was looking at your numbers this morning, sent over by the captain. You're about the size of a platoon. And yep. we were super close. Uh, it's just, I don't know if it's the, you know, the risk involved where you're, you you really have to trust the individual next to you. So you end up developing these very close relationships because you also spend so much time together. Um, and, and, you know, we weren't doing anything on the road uh, in Iraq the same way that you guys are doing it here. But, uh, yeah, the conversations uh, between soldiers in those rigs I after think, hours of yeah, driving I, together. I think we're probably a little bit closer, um, just in the sense that, Everyone we hired um, have displayed the same character traits yeah. that we're looking for. While in the in, in the military, you kind of get who you get, <laughs> but, yeah. which is good. I mean, it, obviously, every in my opinion, everyone that joins the military is of the highest character anyway. But we're talking a common set of traits. Yeah, there are a million fantastic character traits, but we've narrowed ours down. Um, Absolutely. So all of these people have shared values and shared characteristics or sorry, character traits. So they're just more like-minded. Yeah. Like, like, you know, birds of a feather. Absolutely. Um, so, but yeah, they're, they're very tight and they actually, uh, unless they're deployed, they spend more time around each other. I mean, sp- on by schedule, half their year they're spent around these people. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but the jokes in our rigs got pretty dang filthy. Now let's talk about misconceptions of motivations what are the sources of these misconceptions that you have seen over the course of your career as we say every year and this is the the third time we've done this it's the the, the media not the news media but you know crime crime sells um yeah all of the the um police leadership uh literature we've read said that the number you think of the why is csi when I'm sorry, so wherever they are now, why, why is that going on? Yeah. The 30th <laughs> yeah, year? Another city. It, it, it's because crime sells and people are, are interested in, in crime and, and, uh, law enforcement. Yep. Um, so and a lot of those, um, what we call CSI isms, um, tend to become popular, um, misconceptions. And the other thing is, um, people fear crime. Mm-hmm. Um, so of, of course they take an interest in, in, in their police department and, and law enforcement in general. And really wanting to know what is going on in my town. Yeah. Uh, but then, it, and, and, and also I'd say, um, like if, if I can do this, anyone can. So I, I think people see, um, being able to solve a crime as an attainable goal, yeah. um, as opposed to conducting a, a kidney replacement or something. <laughs> um, cause yeah. I, 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 I could be a cop. Yeah. yeah. But that's what we keep telling everyone. <laughs> <laughs> My wife absolutely loves true crime podcasts. Yes. And when she gets to work and she gets to uh, doing a task, she'll throw those in, her headphones in, and she'll just be gone for hours on end doing menial little tasks around the house or at work up at the shelter. And uh, just she'll come back with so much information. And her and I will often talk about some of the things that she's yes. listened to. Those are huge right now. Real, try, real crime podcast. Uh, now, let's touch on perception because this is something that I just wanted to talk about a little bit. Because uh, when I was younger, I didn't live with my father. I lived elsewhere. I was a little bit of a hoodlum. 
And a person either in the action of having allegedly committing a crime or, or having committed that crime, they get busted. They're upset. They're, they're not overly pleased. Uh, so they start citing harassment by the PDE, citing profiling, whatever they can do to try and improve their case. And so I, to me, uh, I think a lot of misconceptions come out of those types of situations where, well, you busted me, so you were after me for some reason, and it wasn't because I was committing a crime. You know, that's very accurate, and, and, and oftentimes it's, we, we just call it people not holding themselves accountable for their own actions, and they're wanting to, wanting to find some reason uh, to cast that off on somebody else's, being somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not uncommon. I mean, it, it, it doesn't just happen when you're talking criminals either. I mean, it happens employees that don't hold themselves accountable. It's always trying to cast that blame off to, to not hold themselves accountable for their own actions. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, you, you talk about some of the, the, the misconceptions out there. That they get started by individuals who are looking for an excuse. Uh, unfortunately, that's that's just the that's the motivation behind it and trying to to put that blame on someone else. Yeah, it's because my car was red. That's why it yeah. stopped me. When yeah. in actuality, is we've talked about almost every show. It seems like at some point our goal is zero crime. Yeah, our yeah. goal is not to make arrests. Um, our ladies and gentlemen don't get anything for making an arrest. It, they're um, frequently a complete pain. Um, yeah, especially if the person's in, intoxicated. Um, and we take little thing called the Fourth Amendment and the Bill of Rights and the entire Constitution extremely seriously. Um, if, if we make a custodial arrest, it, it's for a good reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of my one of my favorite misconceptions that I've heard over the years, and we've never talked about on here, is that there, there was the word going around that police officers would carry a bar of soap with them at night, and they'd go mark headlights or taillights of vehicles parked in bar parking lots. With a bar of soap? Yeah. I, I don't know either. I, I can't. I can't tell you what that does. I have no idea what that does. Allegedly, I've never heard of that actually ever being done in any police organization. But it's probably somebody who was stopped and arrested for DUI. And how did they stop me? They must have known I was at the bar. Oh, I. Uh, oh, I bet they marked my vehicle somehow. Yep. And, and somebody comes. And it's it's like the game of telephone, oftentimes, right? So somebody says something, and they and the, the, that person they told it to. Tells it to somebody else, but it's not always the exact same story. And they add a little flair, man. And that, that, that story changes. By the time it gets to the last uh, person in line, it is 100% different than how it started. Again, I hate bringing up my time in the military, but uh, that was one practice that we did in basic training where they wanted to show you how quickly information can change yep. from individual to mm-hmm. individual. We lined up all abreast. There was about 35, maybe 40 of us. The drill sergeant said one thing at one end, and by the time it got to the other end, I don't even think it was covering the same subject matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was completely a different phrase. You did that in the Army? Yeah. Now, I did that in abnormal psychology in college, so is there a connection there? There probably is. Well, I was about <laughs> to say we did that in second grade, but I'm not going to imply there's a connection there. <laughs> Life lessons for (laughs) us all. Now, a lot of these are seemingly pretty easy to answer, but I guess there are some folks who not only believe some of these things, but let's face it, sometimes people just enjoy spreading it, right? There's a word that I don't think we even have in the English language, and I can't remember what it is right off the top of my head, but in the Mediterranean area, 
it's a word for a bravado, a a level of of uh, superiority because you know something I don't, and and so a lot of times people will walk in saying, "Well, did you hear this? Did you know that?" Yep. Even if it's made up, and they accept that, that's okay in their in in this particular culture that I'm talking yeah. about. Not knowledge is power, and actually, in leadership. There's something called a Jahari window, but it's used towards uh, solving a c- common problem. It's like what what do you know? What do I know? Um, what do we both know? And what's the unknown? Yeah. Um, and the, the goal is that for you to know what I know, me to know what you know, and for us both to solve the unknown. Um, so th- it's it's a version of that. It's uh, they're using it to solve their own problems by making up information. <laughs> exactly. Fill in the gaps yes. with whatever you can grab out of the stars, yes. right? All right, first one, anyone can become an officer with the Sheridan PD. Uh, um, that's not true. Um, and I would say a lot of people have the intellectual capability of becoming an officer with the Sheridan Police Department. Um, but the statistic I'll use, um, um, to date, um, starting at, in January of 22, so for roughly the last two years, we've had 20 people make it to the um, interview yeah. or oral panel. We've hired four. Oh, wow. And the reason is, once again, we go back to what character traits are we looking for. The interview's not that hard. Um, people with um, life experience tend to be able to demonstrate uses of those character traits more than someone that's and we've had 40-year-olds with no life experience, but we're looking for a specific set of character traits. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the people that we, um, those four people definitely have. Them. And the other people were good people with a strong set of, of different traits. This not the traits we're, look, we're looking for. Um, although I will say one, of those per, one more person is John Mahalik, our reserve officer, and one, one other gentleman who's in the process. Uh, of the reserves officer backgrounds. But, but yeah, we're roughly at a 25% wow. of, of the people that um, make it to the, um, through the interview, get hired. Now, interestingly enough, very few people that make it through the interview fail the background because they've already demonstrated the traits we're looking for. And they live those traits. Yes. So, yeah. you know, it, it happens every once in a while. But, but yeah, it's, and it's not like we've just pulled these traits out of thin air to make it difficult so we can say we're, special. That's, that's certainly not the case. It's um, actually based on a set of character traits developed by WASCOP into what they, they're looking for um, for people who promote. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So we kind of we kind of mirror, mirror those. The Chief's put his own little, he's made a few adjustments for, for Sheridan, but in, in general, it, it's, it's nothing new. Right, right. And it's something that's established by a, a pretty well-known, well-respected organization. So, all right, next one. The Sheridan Police Department refuses to hire candidates from Sheridan. Absolutely false. Um, people forget I'm from Sheridan. Yes. There oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> There's a 230-pound gorilla. In the <laughs> Trevor um, used to talk about you uh, playing ball all yeah, the time. Yeah, no. That is absolutely false. I mean, we encourage and, and we look for and we advertise and we're always trying to recruit within our own community because I think people in this community are... are very invested in Sheridan and, and in Sheridan's success. And so we, we are always looking for that, that person that rather they're just starting in the, in the, to find their career, you know, a younger kid who wants to give back to the community. 
we've hired a few of them um, that have grown up here, and they were this was their first or second, you know, career starting it. We've hired um, somebody who worked twenty some years in a different field in a different industry, and just and had always had that itch to to become a to be a police officer. Um, and now he's working for us, and he's doing a fantastic job. Um, so no, we have we have we have a mix of of people that, I mean, Captain he. He, he was an Army brat or Air Force brat following his dad all over the place, but his family is from here in Sheridan. Both right. of us in this room, our families are from this area, are from Sheridan. And so it's we, it's a great thing to have somebody from Sheridan that's interested in joining our, our team and, and coming and serving the community the way we do. We're very interested in that. And I, I got to take a commercial break. But before I go, I would want to, I do want to say that the misconception, I would think, would be reverse of that, that you show favoritism towards people uh, from Sheridan as opposed to people from out of town. And so when when I heard about this misconception or this misbelief here, I was like, wow, that's kind of the opposite of what when, I thought it was. When we were new, the conception was everyone's from California, yeah. and we're a bunch of uh, Nazis. Um, there it is, yep. <laughs> people from out of town, they're scary. All right, we have to take a quick commercial break. We'll have more from our Sheridan Police Department right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Community Land Trust is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Just in time for your holiday dinners, the Health Nut announces that they have organic and natural turkeys, Beeler's spiral-cut hams, gluten-free and regular stuffing, fresh organic cranberries, organic yams and potatoes, gluten-free and regular gravy, gluten-free and regular dinner rolls, gluten-free and regular homemade pies, dairy-free and regular whipped topping. Order your Thanksgiving pies early. Pick them up to ensure they are fresh. The Health Nut, for healthy holiday dinners. Are you searching for the perfect family home? Look no further than 715 Bird Avenue in Buffalo. Three-bedroom, two-bath home with large fenced yards. Located close to schools on a corner lot and there's more. Enjoy the convenience of an automatic sprinkler system, mature landscaping with fruit trees, and a greenhouse for all your gardening adventures. Interested in 715 Burrett Avenue in Buffalo? Call Dolly Bellas at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Magic Melanie here with First Northern Bank, Sheridan Honda, and Power Sports Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. Andrew, eight points. 
Jeez, Bob, you didn't want to hear me give my picks this week? <laughs> Nobody does, Andrew. Oh, oh, sorry. That was kind of mean. I'm sorry. Hey, maybe, maybe it'll be a great comeback story. Andrew is actually still in the hunt. Andrew, if you if you hit it strong, which is highly unlikely. Oh, um, oh. what are we doing, Andrew? Oh, my friend. That's not bad. You're still in the hunt, though. You really are. Do I have to be perfect, though? No, you no. do not. <laughs> not <with talk. laughs> 129, Andrew. You're still there. Candice Ice Baby here with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to the Warehouse Gastro Pub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. This morning, I am with the chief of the Sheridan Police Department, Travis Koltiska, and Captain Tom Ringley. We're talking about some myths, some disinformation, and some outright false information that is periodically shared on social media and through other sources. And uh, we're debunking this, this, uh, this, these beliefs. Now, this next one we talk about in the past, but I think we should emphasize it once again, because it is a it is a misconception that uh, even I believed at one point, and that is officers are motivated by arrest or citation quotas. No, and I, I that's a one that we harp on frequently because it's probably the most common myth uh, out there is that we um, keep track of traffic. We keep track of all activity. Um, making sure everyone's roughly comparing the average. Because I don't think the community wants us sitting in our car on our iPhones all day. Um, We're far too well taken care of not to earn our paychecks. And going back to the characteristics we talk about, we hire people that want to work. So we compare all activity across the board, but we don't single out a single activity such as citations or arrests. Um, But the, the one, actually three quotas we have is our officers are expected to Make a public contact. That means stop and say hi to a member of the community outside of buying a, a drink at a convenience store. Um, we track how many visits our officers make to elementary schools, um, whether it's having lunch or a walkthrough or touching base with the front desk. And also we keep track of um, college visits. Oh, wow. Um, people may not know this, but the college is within our jurisdiction. and We have a, a, a great partnership with Dr. Tripoli and his staff. Um, so we... That's basically a proactive patrol through the college. We're not going through the dorms, banging on doors, you know, looking for weed or anything, but we're maintaining that, that high visibility. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Walking so, through the campus, saying hi. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. Um, an officer may have three tight citations for a month, but um, they had a huge fraud investigation. They dealt with it the yeah. time. Um, we actually only cite on roughly 25% of our traffic stops. Wow. Um, which isn't a lot. Um, we just want people to slow down. Um, we do keep track of, we, our expectation at, is that citations are issued at, in an accident because that's what we're trying to prevent. Um, why, why issue a speeding citation when we're trying to stop accidents but not cite at an accident, yeah. which, which the correct term for is a crash yeah. or a collision. Um, but even those, we're not standing over them, making sure that, that, that those are issued, but it's an expectation. There are, um, there's discretion for almost all instances, and also there every the totality of every circumstance is different as well. Um, but in general, um, 
we the more serious something is, the less discretion an officer has. So a crash is more serious than a illegal left turn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which actually brings us to our next one, because you hear this one in the media often, and I've even heard people scream it on the street, and that is that you should be out solving real crimes and not harassing motorists. Um, traffic enforcement is one of the primary ways to solve crimes. Uh, statistically proven that um, officers, and this is nationwide, um, I'm a subject matter expert in a program called DDAX, which is Data-Driven Approaches to Crime and Traffic Safety, and it is statistically proven that uh, traffic enforcement, being visible in the community, making traffic stops solves more crime. Wow. Criminals need a way to get to and from wherever they are residing and the place they choose to commit crimes. The most common method of transport is a vehicle. And so if we're out there making contacts, um, more individuals who have warrants for their arrest, more individuals who have just committed a crime or preparing to commit a crime are going to see an officer. It's a preventative measure, um, and it, it, it prevents as many crimes as it solves. It's, it's, a, it's a primary mechanism that traffic safety, traffic stops, solve is a, is a multifaceted tool that allows us to do multiple things. Like I said, that visibility prevents, can prevent people from committing crimes. Um, you're actually apprehending criminals, and you're making the motoring uh, public safer by also enforcing traffic laws at the same time. So, yeah, oh, I've heard that myself. Why aren't you out solving murders? Well, uh, because the number one cause of fatalities in the state of Wyoming is drunk driving crashes. It's about three times that of what homicides are in the state of Wyoming every year. Um, we're preventing deaths by out there, by preventing unnecessary deaths by, uh, by enforcing traffic laws. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll admit, you know, <clears throat> I check the speed every single time I see a patrol. You know, I'll see them at, oh, wh- wh- am I speeding? Okay, if I am, bring it back down. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, okay, maintain. And it's just, it's, it's like a self-check, isn't it? Uh, we're not, out, you know, out there busting people going yeah. five miles uh, I, I an do hour too, and over, especially but. uh and the other thing we probably do a little more is especially on the interstate i'm not going to put a, a a trooper in a position to have them stop me on on an interstate which i think is dangerous yeah i'm out of respect for them i'm gonna drive out or below the speed limit yep check yourself and, yeah. I, and I think we all should have this personal accountability right there uh here's another one sheridan has more cops than billings my favorite <laughs> you know during elections don't uh, people kind of run on the idea of a cop on every corner yeah, they do and and i actually um i'm happy when i hear that and for the respect that if you think about it when you drive to billings do you see officers out there no they're so busy yeah. responding to calls they're not able to do that as able as we are i shouldn't say not able because they probably have programs in place but they're not as able to do preventative measures and uh, as we are. Billings has currently has 162 police officers. Wow. We are allocated, meaning that's what's on where if we were full staff, we would have 31. And we currently only have 27. Wow. So I I, I just heard that the other day. I mean, I, I, I've heard it through my <laughs> really? whole career. I have no idea where it started or why. And I, I think it's just the, the ability for us to be visible in our community. People see us. And and I don't know where it started, why anybody would think that, but well, yeah, and it's off, my favorite. Off of what the captain was talking about earlier, I want 
your team to be visible, wanting your team to yes. be out in the community. And so if people are telling you that, you're just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's good. If you, exactly. if you believe that, then I know my, my guys and gals are out there on the street. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because before I became an officer, I did, I didn't pay any attention I, to what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the general feeling for, for most of the community. It's the, you know, the 80, 20 rule. It's like, there's the 20% of the people that are probably making those comments because they, the 20% of the people that force us to pay attention to them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one, <clears throat> one that uh, I think primarily media-driven, uh, and I'm running out of time with you, so we'll have to make this pretty quick. Officers have to read a person their rights as soon as they're arrested. False. Uh, Miranda requires uh, a warning, a person's rights advisement prior to custodial interrogation. That is the language that covers that. If we are not going to question you after you are in custody or not free to leave, your rights, we do not require to read your rights. Another thing, uh, you have more than one phone call if you're incarcerated, don't you? I'm sure if you are polite and respectful towards <laughs> the det detention officers who have an incredibly hard job, uh, they would probably give you whatever they deem necessary, but you also aren't guaranteed any calls. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. It's, it's not in the constitution. If someone can point out where in the constitution it says that, um, but they, they're service oriented people. They want people, they don't enjoy holding people in jail and right. they, they want to clear the jail out so people can get on about their business. I think detention officers are probably the under in Sheridan County, at least the underappreciated um, segment of law enforcement that people tend to forget about. They've got an extremely hard job and they're on 24 seven. That's a job I wouldn't want to do. Yeah. You, you got to be a, a certain type of good person they're, they're to be able to do that job. Good people. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's here's one uh, that we often talk about. The officers and the leadership of the SPD enjoy donuts. Very, very, very true. <laughs> um, matter of fact, the three dozen that were down up there the other day, I didn't get one because they got they got destroyed when I got there. Yeah, I was like, finally, I was like, all right, I'm going to go have a donut. I'm like, wow, they're gone. So, yeah, that's very true. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. Now, just to emphasize uh, why police officers are associated with donuts, and Captain, I believe it was you who told me this, during the, what, around the 70s, 80s, uh, I guess we could reach back as far as even the 50s and the 40s, when the donut shops were open, they were always the first establishment on the street to open up because they're early morning yep. servers. They're in there at 3 a.m. preparing the donuts for the morning rush at 6 and 7. And so that is where the beat cops used to go take their breaks, have a cup of coffee. And so cops were always in the donut shops, and that's how the association began. Yep. That, 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 that's my understanding as well. And I'm, if you look at old classic modern art type paintings from the or art pieces from the 40s are pictures of cops sitting in a diner eating a donut yeah. or having a cup of coffee at least. Um, and, you know, people kind of make smart comments to us about it every once in a while. Um, but if you look at the officers we're hiring, they... They don't look like they don't eat have too many, many bad, do uh, dietary habits. <laughs> don't um, try to outrun them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's all in good fun, too. We know we always leave that on there. We don't take ourselves. The main reason I put that in there every time is we don't take ourselves that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, we take our job very seriously. Right. But our, ourselves and, and our, um, we're, we're just people. And that's, what, that's why I think our frustration with our, with our 
filling our positions is we're just people and we don't want people to be intimidated by us, which is why we do these myths. It's like anyone, there are any right person can, can do this job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my second point is, and I'd like to reiterate at the end of the year, thank you to the community for all the support we get. Um, it makes our job easy. Um, Sheridan doesn't have a crime problem and that's because there are good people living here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one more thing. Sheridan Police Department wishes everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Jeez. That's very, very true. Um, this, like the, the true, echo what the captain said, this is a great community. We love this. We love this community. We want everyone to have a safe and happy holiday season. Um, we're here as a resource uh, at, in your time of need, and please do not hesitate to reach out. And uh, let's look forward to a great 2024. And welcome that 2024 year in, folks, with a nice, safe plan for your New Year's Eve celebration. Captain, Chief, I want to thank you both for coming in this morning. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you Same and to you, your Floyd. team. You and everyone here. And everyone here. Thank, thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with the mayor of Buffalo. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Are you ready to make this holiday season truly merry and bright? Look no further than First Federal Bank and Trust for our exclusive holiday CD special. For a limited time, enjoy a fantastic 5.38% annual percentage yield on their three-month CD special with no minimum deposit required. That's right, $0 to get started. Or if you're looking to make a grand investment, we're offering a remarkable 5.48% APY for those who open with $250,000 or more. Don't wait. This holiday CD special won't last long. Visit us online at efirstfederal.bank. Member FDIC. Wyoming is Congresswoman Harriet Hageman. What a beautiful year in Wyoming. I don't think I have ever seen it so green for so long and with such an abundance of grass and vegetation. We are truly blessed. Our office is here to help with all interactions with the federal government. If you are having trouble with the IRS or VA, need help obtaining a passport, or have questions regarding other agency action, Please don't hesitate to contact our office in Cheyenne at 829-3299 or the Casper office at 261-6595. I hope to see you soon. And for a schedule of our events, please visit hegeman.house.gov. While you are there, please sign up for our weekly newsletter to stay informed about the votes and issues that are important to Wyoming. I'm praying for you and your family, and we look forward to hearing from you. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives. If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty or click the link on SheridanMedia.com. The grand reopening of Legacy Diamond and Gems with their total store remodel is complete and better than ever. With Christmas just around the corner, stop into their exquisitely remodeled store and see the latest jewelry designs. Legacy Diamond and Gems, where quality jewelry at an affordable price is always in style. Their staff of jewelry professionals are always ready to assist you in finding that perfect gift of fine jewelry that says, I love you. 
Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street, downtown Sheridan. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Happy Honda Days. Honda Days? What does that even mean? It means you buy your new Honda for the holidays and you don't have to make the first payment until after the snow melts. I, I like it. Really? That's amazing. It is. And qualified customers can defer payments for 90 days on any new Honda car, truck, or SUV. So if you've been thinking about buying a new Honda, take advantage of Happy Honda Days and buy now, pay later. Visit Sheridan Honda and drive your new Honda home today. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For our second part this morning, I am joined by the mayor of Buffalo, Mr. Shane Schrader. Good morning, Mr. Mayor, and welcome back to the show. My friend Floyd, how you doing this morning? Good morning, sir. Are Hello? you there? There you go. I can hear you now. I'm here. All right. How are you doing this morning, Floyd? I'm doing very well, sir. It's uh, it's lovely weather outside. I'm actually quite it surprised. Is. Usually about this time of year, I am doing everything I can just to make sure I can get to work. Well, there, there is that. This year's a little bit nicer, so we'll we'll take it. Not going to complain. <laughs> How's uh, the holiday season been over in Buffalo this year? You know, it's been good. Everybody's happy and chipper and you know see lots of cars down on main street and lots of people in and out of stores so so i'm happy with where it's headed and where it's going and it's the holidays how can you not be happy over the holidays now you guys uh you have a an early morning sale i can't remember the name of it but over there in buffalo if you get three two one sale there you go three two one the earlier you get there Mm -hmm. the better the deal you're gonna end up getting did that go well this year it did. Um, you know, it's always kind of a success and people look forward to it every year. And, you know, it's all the stores that participate in it, you know, it's might be a touch of a headache wondering, you know, remembering times and percentages, but it's, it's always successful in what they do. And, and it's fun. It gets people out and away from the coffee shops in the morning a little bit, but they, they go and get, get their loved ones, their, their gifts. And it, and it keeps people shopping locally, which is really important for, for small communities or any community to keep the sales tax at the, at the home office. How did the parade of lights go this year? It went good. You know, uh, I think it was, you know, one of the better ones that's been, they're all great. And, you know, hearing a lot of folks downtown, of course, on downtown walking around during the parade of lights and the fireworks show and everybody enjoyed it. And I think there were more entries this year than last year even. Oh, really? So you had quite the yeah. parade then. Yeah. I was a little frozen by the time everything was done and over <laughs> out there, but it does get a little cold out there. Yeah. It's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Watching the kids be excited and, you know, especially the FAA, excuse me, puts on the fireworks every year and they do an outstanding job. And so it's fun and exciting and a good way to roll out the holiday season. Absolutely. Uh, now the Buffalo PD uh, yes. has received some new body cameras. This is something that you and I had touched on uh, in, in mm-hmm. a previous show. Uh, have those been um, issued and equipped? Yes, they've been trained, they've been issued, and every officer is wearing a body cam now, which is you know, 
I'm I'm excited about, and I think the the officers are feeling good about. You know, it's it's an integral piece of equipment for for the officer. You know, right down to I think people behave a little bit better if they know they're on camera. <laughs> Absolutely, it's it's just that reality in life, and you know, it's going to be good for for the PD. You know, as we discussed before, it's you know, it's good training. It's, At the it's, end of the day, it rolls down to good training for the officers. Absolutely. Uh, we can always go back and review whatever we need to review. Mm-hmm. It protects the officer, but it also protects the citizens a little bit more as well because we've got everything exactly. that happened right there on, uh, well, not mm-hmm. film, but we've got a recording of it. Exactly. And, you know, it's one more tool to make police officers' jobs easier. They have a tough enough job the way it is. And this makes it just one step easier for them to be able to do their job. So Now, you informed me of something that I thought was absolutely amazing. New body armor. But it's where it came from that really yes. catches me. Um, mm-hmm. New body off- armor for all of the officers in Buffalo. Yes. So the body armor that they had was, you know, it, it, it had run its course. And, you know, the the new vest systems are not cheap by any means. Um, and to get each one of our officers was just shy of $27,000. And we had a citizen that respects our police department enough that donated the funds to, to buy them all, you know, better, newer armor and new vests. So, I you know, I can't express my gratitude enough to to that citizen, you know, and thank them for just, you know, being supportive of law enforcement in general. And now this that, individual chose to be uh, anonymous, correct? Well, it was announced last night at the city council meeting, and John and Angela uh, Moreland um, here in Buffalo were the, were the gracious people that donated it, and, you know, since coming to our community, they've been supportive of law enforcement from day one, um, and it's truly appreciated by by the city of Buffalo how supportive him and his family are of, of law enforcement, and it's just a great addition. So we're really appreciative, and I can't, I from the mayor's office, I can't say thank you enough to that individual. Wow, that uh, extremely gracious. They, it saved the city and the department. I don't know how much money. I could only imagine. But, uh, yes, a, a big thank you to those folks for what they've done. Mm-hmm. Heck, of a, heck of a Christmas present this year for the city of Buffalo Department. Yes. Now, there yeah. was also a pay scale issue that was recently finalized. Could you catch me up on, on what this was? Yes. So, um you know, with the changing of the guard on, on elections, you get some new folks in and people look at, you know, new councils, people look at things differently. And Councilwoman Camino did an outstanding, fabulous job of sitting down and building a matrix of of a pay scale that, you know, makes my eyes kind of twitch trying to figure it out. Um, but she did an amazing job. And so there's actually a pay scale set in stone now that that we passed recently 
And, you know, it brings our pay scale up both on the communication side and the patrol side. It brings it up to neighboring communities. And, you know, it, it puts us in the, the fight for officers. What has that done for us? It's the first time in I don't know how many years that PD is fully staffed. Wow. On communication and patrol. You know, these officers can look at it, these uh, telecommunications ladies and gentlemen that work in the dispatch area, they can look at it, they can budget, they can see where they're going to be five years from now, they're going to see, and, you know, they have they have a goal. It also, you know, gratefully gave them, you know, a pay raise, you know, with this new pay scale. So everybody got a bump in pay, everybody's going to get a bump in pay, and they can they can budget their lives on it and know where they're going to be at in five years, three years. Well, that's that's fantastic. Uh, you know, a, a lot of places uh, do that. Some places don't, but it's it's great to work for someone who does have a pay scale like that because you know, when I put the time in, I put the effort in, and I keep my drive going forward. I have a goal to meet down the road. Absolutely, and you know. Um Julie at City Hall and Chief Bissett and Councilwoman Camino worked tirelessly um, to get this accomplished. And, you know, those three need to take a bow and, you know, do an encore. <laughs> and now, you know, we can look at it and say, well, we need to look at doing this, you know, city employee wide as well. And so that will uh, be discussed or, or. It'll be discussed in, you know, upcoming budget sessions and, and moving forward on on how we can get everybody on the same playing field. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. <laughs> now, speaking of city crews, are they enjoying the lack of snow this year? Well, you know, our public works department work workforce tirelessly, and so with their new public works director, because there's no snow, doesn't mean that they get to sit in the shop. That just means that he's got them out doing other things. But I think they're glad with not moving snow. They can get a lot of other stuff accomplished that they wanted to get accomplished that would have that would have been put off on to the you know next spring. They can get it done going into this fall. So, so a lot of prep work getting ready. A lot of prep work and and a lot of work that would have been you know they just would have ran out of time this year because everything's snow covered. Mm-hmm. So they can get it accomplished. You know, right now they're out trimming trees and alleys. So it doesn't, you know, damage the garbage trucks and the plows and that sort of thing. They can get trees trimmed back. They can focus on some other projects that they wanted to get done this year. And you know, our crews work work excellent for us, and they just keep plowing forward. No pun intended. <laughs> now, <laughs> will is your Y dot Main Street project starting next year or twenty twenty five? 2024 will start our project okay for next year so i know public works and you know the the the, the planner are working to are working with why to get all the finalized plans going because yours will be even larger than the one that has been undertaken in sheridan because why wants to replace uh quite a bit of road i think from the freeway all the way through main street correct Interstate to interstate. Oh, wow. That whole circle. Oh, yep. So Half the circle, north main I guess I to the say. high school. 
Yep. That's absolutely incredible. That's quite a bit of road out there. Uh, is Do they have an idea of how long that will be? Um, one, maybe two construction seasons. Hopefully they can get that that baby knocked out pretty quickly. Um, now, yeah. another thing, uh, you touched on it just a little bit, and that city leadership recently discussed general purpose excise tax in Buffalo, or the 1% funds. What was touched on, Mr. Mayor? Well, right now we're just well. Right now we're just going into you know the dates and the times and just the preliminary. Does the form look good? Where do you get it into? And we discussed it with county leadership as well. So we both review them and you know discussions on making sure that we're all on the same page when these applications come back from the one percent committee. Now the one percent committee, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, they serve both the city and the county. Or does the county yes, do their own thing? The um, city and county um, work together on outside agencies. So any agency that isn't wouldn't be directly funded by the commissioners or the city council go to there. So baseball programs, the YMCA's, that type of thing would go through the one percent committee. And there are representatives that are appointed by the commissioners and representatives on that board that are appointed by the city council. So really it's the citizens themselves who are deciding where they feel their 1% funds should go to regarding 501c3s. Correct. Now we've got a legislative session coming up. Uh, Is there anything that you're looking forward to in regard to that? Well, you know, the big one that's always on every municipal leaders radars the direct distribution um i think the governor has 140 million dollars set aside you know in his budget right now um so we need to make sure that we work with our representatives and senators to make sure that that money gets fought for to come back to the municipalities you know on that direct distribution so that one's always top and then you know as the bills come in you know from the from the representatives and the senators it's a 24-hour watch game on the on the computer to see what bills and amendments are coming through on on each one. Absolutely, uh, and yeah, you we've got to be <laughs> pretty diligent on that. Some of those uh, the majority of those things won't even get through committee. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the direct distribution is something that uh, it, you know we've got to watch very closely every year because you never really mm-hmm. know what they're going to be able to do with that uh, or what their plans are in regard to it. Mr. Mayor, I want to thank you for calling in this morning, sir. Merry Christmas to you and everyone in the city of Buffalo. And same back. City of Buffalo wishes everybody that's listening happy holidays and a safe holiday. Thank you, sir. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Community Land Trust is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. 
visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. Download the McDonald's app, join My McDonald's Rewards to get your free large fries with a $1 minimum purchase. Plus, when you join My McDonald's Rewards, you start earning points on every eligible order. Points you can put towards more free food. Just order, relax, and enjoy. Go to the Google Play or Apple App Store, download the McDonald's mobile app, and start saving. Download it now. Let us help you with your Christmas shopping at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Ho, 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 Kurt Smith here. If you're looking for some unique and fun gift ideas, stop by and see us. We have a great deal on all of our pet beds. Seven styles to choose from. Your choice, just $25. Or how about a high-quality aluminum camping chair with side table, just $29. Our $5,000 gift card giveaway continues. Come in and register today. Drawings every weekday till Christmas Eve. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. You know that old non-functioning 404 snowmobile that you have that you'll never ride again? Well, you can recycle that old girl for cash and her parts will cybernetically be transplanted to give other machines a new chance at life. And you don't even have to pry it up from the weeds that has it welded to the ground. Handos will make you an offer, haul it away, and repurpose your parts to breathe life back into another machine. Call Handos today and free up that spot for the treadmill you never use. Handos Service Center on Sheridan, Heartland Drive. As 2023 draws to a close, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and thank you for your support this year and always. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Kraft with EBA Hearing. And we are thrilled to announce that Doctor of Audiology, Addison Dempsey, has recently joined our team. Hi, I'm Addison and I can't wait to work with you. I'm experienced in hearing, vestibular, and auditory processing disorder evaluations and more for all ages. It is so great to be back home. Welcome to the EBA Hearing family, Addison. Located at 1273 Coffeen Avenue. It's time again for Letters to Me. Just click on the Santa Letter button in Contest and Promotions on SheridanMedia.com. Type in your child's letter to me, and every Friday morning, Santa will read the letters received that week live during the 7 a.m. hour on the Tommy and Bell Coyote Morning Show. One good little boy and girl will be chosen to receive a special toy courtesy of Kids Curious. Thanks to Buckingham Lumber, Jack and Kathleen Wood of 307 Real Estate, and Sheridan Media for this special hotline to Santa. Ho, ho, ho! 